I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Chicago football fans, it's time for On the Clock with the score zone Mark Grody covering the latest on the Bears' historic upcoming draft. Featuring Bears experts and analysis on this red-hot offseason storyline. Right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Here's Mark Grody. Ah, this is great. Hello and welcome into... The debut of On the Clock, as our Russ Matera announced just now, it's a brand new Bears show here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I feel like I'm in my element right now. And this show, as I was just talking to our producer of the show, Adam Stadzinski, will take place each and every Thursday right now from 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock until the NFL draft, which does begin April 27th to be held in Kansas City, Missouri. And as the big voice guy has been telling you, yes, this is the most important draft in Bears history. Oh, man, it's so great. It really is. Like, one of the things I am, by the way, I should point out, I am Mark Rohde. I have been at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis all week following the the Bears and everything that they are doing and everything that is being said about the Bears and hearing from the pertinent prospects. This is, I think it's my fifth NFL combine that I've covered in earnest. It is the best one because it is all about the Bears. Like every single thing about it starts literally with the Chicago Bears. So it is, there are so many people that are willing to talk about it and talk about it with substance as well, talk about it with having thought about it a lot. Um, so it makes it very interesting from a Bears perspective. You don't want to be in the situation where you were bad enough to have the number one overall pick and the Bears were bad enough to have the number one overall pick with the 10-game losing streak being the proof and the, the end of it all for the Bears. But now it is the beginning for the Bears. And I've talked to so many people this week. It's been great. A couple of the people I talked to today, uh, Rick Spielman, the longtime Minnesota Vikings GM, has worked with Dave Wanstead a couple of times with the Bears and Miami as well. I was talking about Wani with him today. But we are going to have a serious talk with Rick Spielman about the Bears and about the draft here in just a little bit. Um, also, had a chance to talk to Ian Rappaport and what – he is hearing about the Bears potentially trading down what he's hearing about Justin Fields and are the Bears, is there any shopping of him? Is there any interest in him? We'll try to get some of those answers from Ian Rappaport here in just a little bit. So, yeah, there's going to be guests on this show. I got all sorts of great audio that I've collected throughout the week here at the Combine and in Indianapolis. But, but. 
We are interactive, too. That's the way this show will be. 312-644-6767 to call, to text. You can also tweet me if you would like. I am on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. I will be checking that frequently, so you could just tweet right at me if you want or jump in on the text lines. And best of all, love the phone calls as well. So jump on in if you would like at 312-644-6767 as we debut on the clock our Bears draft show here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Um, Yeah, I think that what we should start with here is the the news of the day in which continues to be in a bad way and it does affect the Chicago Bears and that is all that has gone on with Jalen Carter. And let me just give everybody the play-by-play and the new information which has come out from Jalen Carter. I'll give the quick synopsis on everything that has happened with a little more detail because I know that there's people like kind of listening and then the story develops and you don't know the characters involved. So here, here is exactly what is going on with Jalen Carter. Um, he did return to, to the NFL scouting combine today but did not take part in any of the the on-field activities, which are finally happening at the Dome within my sight right now. Um, And this was, those on back here today for Carter, this is just mere hours before he was arrested on reckless driving charges. This arrest warrant was issued for Carter, as, as you all know, possibly the number one overall pick in the draft. I mean, he's that good, but... He The arrest warrant went out stemming from the January 15th crash that killed one of his teammates and a recruiting staff member as well. Carter was initially in Indianapolis to participate in the combine. He was here. He was meeting with GMs. I talked to GMs that met with him that had no idea that any of this was going down. Carter was rushed back to Atlanta after the warrant was issued. He was booked at 1133 Eastern last night, again at the Athens Clark County Jail, and then released 16 minutes later. He is accused of racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Exposition, driven by uh, one of the players, and then the 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 crash occurred just hours after the Bulldogs celebrated as Georgia celebrated their second straight championship parade and ceremony but you it, because of this people have died and that is what has made this a obviously much bigger deal one more thing carter does expect to clear his name the wednesday statement important to keep that in mind but there's still enough pertinent information we have nothing else from him the statement was quote and again, this is from a Wednesday perspective. Quote, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that the two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing, Carter said in a statement on Wednesday. Numerous media reports also have circulated this this morning containing some inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens, as he did, to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of these facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. And it could be the case. That does not mean it will not hurt his 
his draft stock. His, his, his stock is dropping. I mean, it, you can see it in the mock drafts. Um, you know, for the people I talked to, then not one of them budged off. Yeah, this is probably going to have an effect on his draft spot. Ian Rappaport, one of those people who told me that, just like, yeah, this is this is not going to be good for him. I don't think that he's going to drop out of the first round. I don't think that that's going to happen. But I, I certainly don't think that if the Bears do keep that number one overall pick, I don't think that they're going to be going with with Jalen Carter. At this point, what it does clean up a little for us in a bad outside peripheral way is the talk of the Will Anderson versus Jalen Carter. And, you know, which which one would you take if you could take either the big time three technique tackle or the big time edge rusher who can knock your quarterback down? So and it's been a good conversation. I've, I have generally been and it's easy to make a case for either, but I've generally been on the side of go get the guy who is best at getting to the quarterback because the Bears were awful in that respect last year. It was just like. Not even, not just not getting sacks, but just not getting pressures. There were games where the Bears would have one or two pressures this year. So, and I understand the importance of the three technique in this defense, but I have been team edge rusher for the most part, and that would be Will Anderson, who we did get to speak with at the Combine yesterday, and I want to give you guys a chance to listen to a little bit of what Jalen Carter sounds like. Curious. Will, how Jalen much would it mean to Will be drafted number one overall by the Bears if that did happen? Yeah, most definitely. It would mean a lot. You know, like I said, just all my hard work paying off, you know, and just to have that spot, it's, it's big time, and I'm really appreciative if I had got that opportunity. You study up on those teams, like study up on the Bears and yeah. kind of look at what Yeah, they of got course. Here. You know, my agency clutch, they do a really good job of making sure that we know we have all the information that we need and everything like that, so it's good. Have you met with the Bears yet? Yes, I have. Just once so far? Yes. How did the meeting with the Bears go? It went really good, you know, um, went in there, watched a couple of tape, really just got to know me, got to know them, and the culture is great there, and I can tell they're on to something special. Well, uh, head coach Matt Eberfield said, what criteria is passion for the game beyond the business? How much would you say you love the game? Yeah, for me, no, nothing has to motivate me to get ready to go play a football game. It's already in me. That's how much I love the game. You know, the biggest thing for me is jumping up and down with my brothers, celebrating, making plays. That's what football is all about, and that's why. I love it because you get to make those memories with those guys in the locker room and um, long-lasting relationships with those guys, and that's why I love the game so much. Will, you fixed, you fixed Justin Fields in the national title game. What are your feelings on, on him as a player potentially being a building block with him in Chicago? Yeah, he's a great player. So going into that game, he was like, we got to contain him. Like, we can't let him run all over the place. We got to make sure he stays in the pocket. But he's a fantastic athlete. He's from Georgia as well, so I'm a little familiar with him as well. But I'm super excited, and I think he's going to have a really great career. There you go. That is Will Anderson. I think I said Jalen Carter right before I introduced it, but that was, make no mistake about it, the big edge rusher from Alabama, Will Anderson. He is quite the specimen, and, yeah, I was part of the group that got a chance to talk to him yesterday. So, like, if, if you, you know, as we've been comparing those two guys, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, you, like, conceptually and on paper, you really don't think you can go wrong 
with either of those guys, but it's just obvious to me that he has taken Will Anderson because of the circumstances has has taken the lead. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. I'm Mark Grody. This is on the clock on the score. It's debut show. We talk about the Bears. We talk about the draft every Thursday from six to seven right here on six seventy the score. Like this text here from the six three oh I think the Bears should try to trade with Houston to get their first round uh, or to get their first round number two and number 12 picks and use the number two for Will Anderson and the number 12 pick for a receiver. Yeah, I mean, it would be beautiful for the Bears' sake if they are able to somehow get a couple of picks in the first round. And we know the teams, Houston, Seattle, Detroit, um, yeah, Detroit. Uh, all of those teams have two picks in the first round. So teams you want to deal with, the Colts right there as well at number four. Oh, man, <laughs> Chris Ballard, who is the general manager for the Indianapolis Colts, kind of like, I don't know if he was messing with the media, and, and actually we'll get some reaction to this here in just a second, but you know, Chris Ballard kind of like poo-pooing and the idea of the, of the Bears or, or of the Colts having to trade up somehow to get their quarterback. Like he took exception to to that idea, that that concept that he has to he's like, oh, maybe I'll just stay at 4." So, yeah, I'm going to call BS on that, but it is interesting to hear how I mean, he sounded convincing. He he really didn't sound like he was just kind of making a blow off statement, but he was pretty adamant about wanting to sit tight and not having to feel like there's pressure to to trade up. All right, you're going to hear some reaction to to that from Chris Ballard specifically. It's one of the many things we are going to talk about right now with with Rick Spielman. Longtime general manager of the the Minnesota Vikings, I spotted him today. He's doing some media work for for CBS. Saw him, said, "Hey, you got some time? Talk about the Bears." And he said, "Yeah, sounds sounds great." So let's listen to what Rick Spielman said a few hours ago today. What do you think it's like to be Ryan Poles right now, the Bears general manager, with that number one overall pick? What do you think he is feeling right now? Yeah, they have a great opportunity. Uh, to help their ball club. And if Justin Fields, which I believe is their future quarterback going forward, and I think he's just going to continue to get better, and he's made a significant jump from year one to year two, and I think you'll see another jump this year now that this new staff understands what he does well. And most of the time, just like we saw the uh, Jalen Hurts jump this year and even the Tua jump, these coaches that are so smart, they look at what these kids do best, and then they try to adapt their scheme to fit that skill set. So, But in Ryan's situation, you have the number one overall pick. You have two teams behind you, uh, the Houston Texans mm-hmm. and the Indianapolis Colts, both in the same division, both right behind you. So he may get more than he normally would, especially with two division teams trying to compete to maybe go up and get their quarterback of the future. All right, so this is a perfect question for you then. Chris Ballard, GM of the Colts, was saying yesterday, kind of making a case for why do I have to trade up to the number one spot to get a quarterback? Maybe I can get my guy. He was kind of poo-pooing the idea that everybody is saying, you got to move up. 
Is he bluffing? Everything's bluffed here on here. Yeah, until you actually see it happen on draft day. Um, so it'll be like if they have an option for two, but you don't know the Carolina Panthers behind you and where Indianapolis is picking at four. Let's say Houston stays where they're at at two and they get their, and the Chicago can't get out of that pick. So Chicago takes a Will Anderson, for example. Okay, next thing you have is Houston, so they get the pick of the litter of their quarterback choice. Now, if Chris wants to stay there at four, uh, I believe, is it Arizona at three? Arizona at yeah, three. Yeah, which a lot of people think might they might trade that pick. Right. Yeah. So if I'm Indianapolis and I see that Bryce Young, let's say Houston goes with Bryce Young, okay, I like C.J. Stroud. I'm going to sure, make sure I jump ahead of the Indianapolis Colts to go get a C.J. Stroud. When Chris Ballard is sitting there at number four, Maybe do you make sure that you trade with Arizona so you get C.J. Stroud if that's your choice? Yeah, you mentioned Will Anderson. Worthy of the number one overall pick? Yeah, I, I really like Will Anderson. I spent a lot of time down in Alabama this fall, and I watched all his 21 tape, and I thought he was one of the best defenders that have come out of Alabama in a long time. And this year, maybe not as dominant as he was a year ago, but... All of a sudden, he got a lot of attention put on him. And they did a lot of things with him, reduced him down inside. He's best as an edge rusher. He's a phenomenal athlete. Unbelievable kid, um, both on and off the field. Mm -hmm. Great leader. I talked to all the Alabama kids, and I said, you got a lot of players that are going to play in the NFL. What player would you bring? Let's exclude the quarterback uh, with you to help you win a Super Bowl. And every single one of those kids went to – uh, Will Anderson. Wow, wow. Do, do you think that he is a better prospect than Jalen Carter? They're both extremely talented, but with the Jalen Carter news, now all of a sudden that's going to make people start yeah. uh, scrambling. I want to go back to Justin Fields because it sounds like you are a believer in him. Do you think that Justin Fields is still a special quarterback? Yeah, I think he showed that this year with the way he made plays with his legs. Um, I think he's still evolving as a passer, but I also think that they need to add some more weapons around him. So, you know, I I always go back to the Jalen Hurts situation where people had questions whether he was going to be the guy or not be the guy after a second year. They go out and get an A.J. Brown. They got uh, Deontay Smith. They got a lot of weapons. They got a very good running game. They put in that RPO system, and all of a sudden you see him take off. And in my opinion, if Philly would have won that Super Bowl, he would have been an MVP. I thought he played that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he. I thought he played that well. So I think I see a lot of the, the similar traits, although I think Justin Fields may even be more talented than, uh, than Jalen Hurts. The criticism and a self-criticism of... Justin Fields is making the simple throws. He's got a big right. arm, right. got some nice accuracy downfield. Why is that difficult for quarterbacks? The intermediates, the gimmies, things like that. I, I think it's just the more they get comfortable with their technique and timing up their feet, especially with those quick hitting type throws, because that's a lot of rhythm and timing. And I think as he continues to evolve from a technical standpoint, that that should come. Obviously, he could probably use a better offensive line, he could use better weapons and things like that. There's a kid at Northwestern, Skaronsky, who a lot of people are saying his arms are too short to be a left tackle as an NFL evaluator that you are. Is that a real thing? Yeah, no, I think everybody will look at that. I think he's the most gifted offensive lineman in this year's draft. 
Um, I don't know if teams will say, well, I understand. I don't know how long his arms are or where it's an alert where you're saying he can't play. But when you watch him on tape, uh, he's a pretty good left tackle. So you know if you draft him and they're going to, everybody's going to be talking about it in meetings, if we draft him, where are we going to put him? We're going to keep him at left tackle to see if he can do it. Or if he can't, then you know you can always go put him inside a guard. Or some teams may say, I know he's going to be a guard only for us just because of the short arm. So every team has their um, traits that they're looking for. And maybe one of the offensive line coaches, I don't care if how good he is, if he has under 33-inch arm length, that he can't play left tackle in the league. Who do you think is the best quarterback prospect in this draft oh i think uh it in my opinion right now it's bryce young i understand the size issue but i think he's an exception to the rule um i've had an opportunity to see him play live twice this year and it was just incredible on his moxie his savvy for the position for a shorter quarterback i've never really seen him get any balls batted at the line of scrimmage he's an anticipatory thrower i was at the uh Sugar Bowl, and I was standing there in the back of the uh, end zone, and the throw he made there, and how he sees downfield, even though he's short, is just something that's unique. And I think if he was 6'2", 210 pounds, he would be a generational type quarterback. But I think because of the size, uh, I think people are going to be concerned about his durability and can he stay healthy especially if he's getting hit do you think that Bryce Young is a better prospect than Justin Fields was coming out of college I just think um, Justin Fields uh, was a special athlete I think that uh, Ryan Day and that Ohio State program did a great job with him and utilizing all his strengths I think that Justin Fields has such a high ceiling and he hasn't reached that his full potential yet, and that'll continue to come uh, because he's just such an unbelievable athlete and the speed that you've seen on the field this year. Uh, but I think Bryce Young, uh, like I said, is a quarterback. If he gets in the right situation, uh, can be, a, be an excellent quarterback in this league. i got to ask you about the division all your years in Minnesota. What is your sort of thumbnail of this division going forward and, and the teams that exist in it? I think you have to wait and see what everybody does through the free agency and after the draft before you can make that type of an assessment. Uh, the one team that I think is going to continue to come, and I wouldn't be surprised if they take another big jump forward this year, the Detroit Lions <laughs> and what they're doing. Yeah, Bears fans don't like hearing that. Yeah, no, but, I, you know, you look at the uh, last two years, they started out slow. And then Dan Campbell's first year, I think they ended up winning three of their last six games, and all of a sudden they start figuring out. Last year they started out slow again, but – the, the, the uh, streak that they won, uh, went on at the end of the year, uh, I can't remember what maybe they were 8-2 and two o- o- over the last 10 games. And then to go up to, to Green Bay and beat Green Bay and knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. And yeah. Green Bay, it wasn't like Green Bay was already, you know, in the playoffs yeah. or everybody was fighting for that last position. And Detroit was just barely there. And if they would have had some of the other games fall their way, they would have got into the playoffs. Yeah. So, But I think they're going to take another jump forward, and I thought Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have done a phenomenal job building that team with patience. And uh, if they could layer another very good draft uh, on top of what they've done in the past and get some more 
athletes on the defensive side of the ball. I think uh, you better watch out for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I was afraid you might say that. And then the, the Packers, the Aaron Rodgers stuff, that's got to be really tough for management in Green Bay to deal with everything, that the year-by-year drama with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I'm sure they're having a lot of internal discussions on how they're going to move forward. Is Aaron going to play, not play? I don't know if any of that's resolved as we talk here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, because he is getting up there, you know, how long is he going to play? And is Jordan Love the answer? So I think that's a lot yet to be determined. But, you know, being in a situation where, you know, year to year, you're like, what's he going to do? And uh, that, that puts a little stress on the front office because that goes around your whole offseason planning on how you're going to get better going forward. From what you've seen of Matt Eberflus, the Bears head coach, first year, been around the NFL for a long time. What have you thought about him? Yeah, I thought he's him and Ryan are going to do a great job in Chicago. I think they'll continue to uh, build that roster up, get the players that they need to be successful. It's it's you know they want to bring in the players, especially with uh, the head coaches uh, Eberflus system what fits mm-hmm. okay so they ha- i thought they did a great job and some of the young guys they drafted on defense last year are going to be very good players and i think they'll continue to layer on that but you know they they knew that they were going to it was going to be a building year so they went ahead and traded roquan smith they went ahead and traded uh Twin. Quinn, yeah to philadelphia yeah. so you can tell they were in re- rebuild mode when they start doing stuff like that. I should probably know this, but what's the highest pick that you have ever been responsible for? Have you ever had a number one overall? No, no never. You've never had the number one no. overall. I think yeah. we were nine or ten. I think for the most time. Okay. And most of the time, we were pretty uh, having pretty good years. We yeah, as you say, you don't want to have the no. number one pick. But, no. Yeah. But uh, if you do have the opportunity to have one. Understanding that you had probably not the year you wanted to have, but it's a great opportunity to take advantage of having that number one overall pick. That is Rick Spielman, the former general manager of the Minnesota Vikings from 2012 through 2021. He, he did do a couple years with the Chicago Bears as well. He was there when Wani was there. He was there from 97 to 1999. He was the director of pro personnel, and then he just uh, kept on rising with Miami and then with Minnesota. So that's a dude with a wealth of scouting knowledge and drafting knowledge, and he's got a good eye and a succinct opinion as well. So I enjoyed talking to, to Rick Spielman today. Um, it was great. You know what, too, man? It really pisses me off that I have to concede the idea for the first time in decades that I think Detroit might be for real. So, you know, I mean, I know they didn't end up making the playoffs last year, but you saw those games. The Lions have some real talent that still needs more organizing, but they're like the they're like the team to keep an eye on. You know what I mean? They're, with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay is probably better. Uh, with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, Minnesota is probably better. But the, Detroit is the new up and coming designer team in the division. For crying out loud, they have two picks in the first round at six and 18 i gotta take a break here coming up on on the clock we will have on ian rapaport from the nfl network to talk about the bears 
is a good time to call right now as well. 312-644-6767. We'll get you on the air if you've got a draft comment or a draft question or you just want to talk about the Bears. 312-644-6767. We will get you in coming up next. I also want to take a look at some of the other offensive line prospects in this draft. So we'll zero in on some of those as well. You are listening to the debut show of On the Clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get back to more Bears Draft Talk with On the Clock, featuring Mark Grody, right here on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Take it away, Mark Grody. A lot of what the Bears will do in the 2023 draft will have to do with the phone calls that Bears general manager Ryan Poles gets or does not get. And one of the general managers of consequence that all Bears observers are paying attention to is Chris Ballard, the GM of the Indianapolis Colts. The, the Colts pick fourth. We've heard them talking in the past this year about how desirous they are of a quarterback and doing what you have to do to get your guy if you are so moved by that player. So it would seem that it would be easy pickings to consider the Colts an anxious team to have a little chat with the Bears about the number one pick, just like Houston, who's the number two pick. Um, maybe not so much Arizona because they think they've got their quarterback in Kyler Murray. I've re- I referenced this cut from from Ballard a couple of times on this show, but I want you to hear it now. Conceptually, the idea that the, the Colts have to move up to deal with the Bears if they really want to get Bryce Young or whomever they're in love with. One, and I know this is coming up because I know all the speculation out there. One, to move up, you, there's got to be a guy worthy of it, okay? I know everybody in, the, in America is going to say, like, this is what's great right now. Everybody has just automatically stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. And, but that's going to be the narrative. And that's okay. Y'all got to write something. You got to keep the news flowing. So, but I don't necessarily know if that's the, I don't know if that's the, the right course of business. If, when we meet as a staff and we say, okay, 
this is what we need to do. This is the guy for the next 10 to 15 years and we think he's the right guy. Sure, we'll do it. But who's to say we won't get one at four? How do you look at that just generally? Just making an aggressive move like that. What would that require for you to make that decision? That, that we were just convicted that this is no freaking doubt. The guy. No freaking doubt. So there you go. I wanted you to hear it. I wanted that to hit your ears the way it hit my ears. And if you know, you heard uh, Spielman earlier saying, you know, saying, yeah, it's BS. You know, this is this is lying. See, he didn't he didn't say BS. Those are my words, but he did say, look, this is lying season, and something like that is not necessarily to be believed. However. I did speak with somebody in the Colts organization that is on the payroll that said, "Yeah, I don't, I, I don't feel like he's going to move up." So, and uh, that that follows in line with it. But anything can happen between now and April fifteenth for sure. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I'm Mark Grody. This is on the clock. We talk about the Bears draft every Thursday from six o'clock until seven o'clock. Let's go to John. In Dallas, what's going on, John? You're on the score. Hey, hey, uh, how's it going? Enjoying the program. Real quickly, just one, one point. If we pass, if we pass on Carter, uh, he's going to Detroit. Then we better figure out how to block man. him. Oh man! And not dude. only that, if we pass, oh. we pass on Moss, and then we saw what happened. If we oh. pass on Carter, find a way to block him. Yeah, I was talking about Moss. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the call, man. I was talking about Randy Moss earlier. I mean, different circumstances, but he was a top five, let's call it an NFL lottery pick, and he dropped down in the 20s, and he ended up going to the Minnesota Vikings, and, you know, the rest is history. Randy Moss, by some people, I think he was probably like Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time but you could make a case that randy moss is the most spectacular receiver of all time just because of how spectacular it seemed like every catch that guy made but yeah i mean the that's a that's a great comp that is a great comparison right there and oh my god i hadn't even thought about that but yeah man the lions at six and 18 (laughs) They might get themselves a gift. I don't know how far. Like I said, Jalen Carter is going to drop out of the out of I think out of the top three. I say out of the top five, but I think that you know this is not one of those cases where uh, organizations beyond that would be frowned upon unless there's new information to come out. So. It is so, true. Somebody's going to get themselves a gift, studs. Here's my question, then, Grody. Let's say that Jalen Carter is as he says, let's say he's cleared of this. Does that put him back in the conversation for the top four? Well, um, top three? I, no, because, you know, he was allegedly present. And, I mean, I just think that there is – I mean, if he get, if charges are dropped um, and things are tidied up and it's off the record and all that kind of stuff, then maybe. But, you know, we kind of know what – what's what's going down and i think that to teams in the interview process and i assume that teams will still be talking to him over the next couple of days as he's down here in indianapolis you just got to make sure that if you're a gm that it's not egg on your face to take a chance like to take because essentially you're giving him a second chance right 
Yeah, I guess you probably would be at that point. Because, well, I guess the, in my point of view, he would have to be totally cleared. Like, they drop the charges and there's nothing else for it. They say, yeah, we got it wrong to, yeah. to move him well, back into, into that. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's going to happen considering what kind of evidence it sounds like yeah. they have. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, at this point, Will Anderson's on the top of my board. Yeah, no, you know. no, I agree. He had a slight lead for me even before this incident, and he is number one with a bullet right now as it stands. Let's go to Jay in Bloomington. Hello, Jay. You're on the score and on the clock. Hey, how are you guys? We're doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I was just wondering, I had heard about a mock draft um, where Carolina actually traded up with Chicago for the number one pick, mm-hmm. and they offered – uh, their pick plus their D lineman Burns, who I believe is about twenty five years old right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah Burns. Capital. Yeah. 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 So well, if that uh, happened, do you think that'd be a viable option? Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Carolina has the the number nine overall pick, and um, I I I think that something like that is plausible. Absolutely. Um, you know, the Carolina GM got up there and just like everybody, everybody is talking about quarterbacks. If you're in the top 10 and you don't have an obvious guy that's in there. So yeah, no, I, I, I would not rule out Carolina to be making moves right now because that's definitely something that, that would be in their wheelhouse. We got to take a break here. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. When we come back, there is till we can squeeze in another call or two again, three, one, two, 644-6767. I still want to look at some of those O-line prospects. And we will talk to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Let's get back to more Bears draft talk with On the Clock featuring Mark Grody right here on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Take it away, Mark Grody. And I am in Indianapolis, site of the 2023 NFL Combine. Pretty calm day, relatively speaking, as it was defensive backs and special teams. One of the big days is tomorrow because quarterbacks and wide receivers will talk, so we'll finally get to hear from some of the big-time QB prospects that we've been talking about, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, that whole crew. We've got Will Levis from Kentucky as well. So those guys will speak. Offensive linemen don't go until Saturday, so we'll have to wait for them. Also running backs on that day as well. Um, you heard Rick Spielman con- commenting on Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern, the kid who's been, pl- been playing left tackle with the Wildcats since he was a freshman, and now he gets to the pro level, and people are saying that his arms are too short. Some GM, I mean, it's kind of split. I mean, there there are GMs who do believe in that. Rick Spielman happened to not believe in, thinks that he can be a longtime left tackle in the NFL, but it, there is some reality, according to scouts and GMs, about the 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 arm size of, for, of Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Uh, Paris Johnson, one of the big, the obvious guys, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, 6'6", 310. You got Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, Broderick Jones out of Georgia, such a great name. 
you know, you guys know how I like the name Broderick. It's a strong name. Broderick Jones out of uh, of Georgia. Uh, Cody Mock out of North Dakota, six six and three oh three. Um, he that's <laughs> that's an interesting guy too because he came to uh, North Dakota State as a 221-pound tight end before bulking up to 303 pounds and has been a starting tackle for the last three years. So I think he made the right choice um, in his life for sure. All right, we have to get to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Took a little of his time as that is one of the busiest men in the NFL and especially during this week trying to get all of the reports correct and uh, and out there. And the first thing I asked Ian Rappaport was, all right, man, what's what's going on with Jalen Carter and why didn't anybody know that this was going down? People were not necessarily caught off guard that, that there were some issues that needed looking into, but I have not talked to anyone who knew of this specific incident. You know, so much of what the draft process is about is information. Information gathering, who knows what, when do you know it, how sure are you, what kind of, you know, digging can you do into, you know, someone's background, all these things. Uh, and teams are going to have to, teams are going to have to start now. How much do you think this, and not so early, how much will this hurt his draft stock, Jalen Carter? I mean, you know, obviously the, the most important thing is, um, you know, sort of the reality of this life situation. Two people lost their life in a horrific crash and, you know, his culpability. Did he have a role in it? Like all of the legal and real life matters, obviously more important. As far as his draft stock goes, like I, I could see it affecting it. Yeah, I mean, if you're... You know, if you're a team, I mean, it's it's capital. It's, you know, how much draft picks you're investing. And then it's how much money are you paying. And if you're going to pay someone $35 million, like, you got to know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, certainly there will be some investigating. They'll be looking into and um, certainly could see a situation um, where he slides. I think in particular it would be especially risky for the Bears, assuming they keep the number one pick, or even if they draft somewhere else in the first round with a second-year GM, a team that was obviously awful last year in the Bears. can They they don't seem like the type of team that could afford to be the team that takes a chance at this point. Am I right? I mean, I I don't really look at it like that because if they are a team, you know, if they think this was a one-time incident and they're – absolutely convicted in the fact that it's not going to happen again and they believe in the character then they should take him because his talent is right up there at one two three um you just you have to know you know and so to me it's not like you know and and the other thing is like let's say the bears do trade back like you know he becomes more interesting valuable whatever you want to say as you get later because you know, at some point, the talent begins to outweigh all the other questions. Um, you know, there's a price for everything. There's a value for everything. So someone you might not take at one, you might take at nine, for instance. Have you heard anything legitimate about Justin Fields and the, the possibility that the Bears would move on from him? I mean, I haven't heard anything definitive that they will. Um, you know, they like him a lot. As a player, as a person, they may like him more. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think he's, you know, the ceiling is really, really high. You know, I think what they're what they're doing and what Ryan Poles needs to do is evaluate every quarterback and say, like, here's here's where we have our guy. Here's where he's stacked. Here's the rating. Here's what we think of him. Where these other guys come in. And if, 
you know, they like the other guys that they could potentially draft a lot more. They should draft one of those guys. I'm just not sure that that's actually going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those that believes that Justin Fields is a few weapons away from actually looking like a more complete quarterback? Uh, I mean, I think that there's a lot of work to do. I think there's a lot of work to do. You know, offensive line, receivers, tight end, you know, running back's okay, but defense needs to be better. Like, there's there's a lot of work to do. Who's that guy at the top of the draft? Will, Will Anderson is pretty good. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, there's some other guys. I mean, you know, maybe you want to take a tackle yeah. and take an offensive tackle and say, you know what, I'm just going to get the, the best left tackle I could possibly imagine, and he's going to protect Fields blindside for 10 years, and we're good, you know. So that's one beauty of, of selecting up there is – you can do whatever you want. You're just going to get a great player. Matt Eberflus, the Bears head coach. One year, what's the talk about him around the league? I mean, I think the team played exactly like his teams always play. Tough, physical, tenacious, pretty disciplined. Just didn't have good enough players. You know, like, I don't think anybody looked at the roster and was like, wow, the record's bad, so he can't coach. Like, he's a good coach. He just needs better players, like a lot of coaches do. Um, so I think that'll be the focus now the next two or so years. Build around, you know, fill this roster out. Where does this event rank in terms of all the NFL events? Super Bowl, draft, combine. What you, Ian Rappaport, covers it all. What, where do you rank these kinds of things? Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's enjoyable. I like coming to Indy. Indy does an incredible job. Um, it is a lot because there's so many work things that are sort of swimming around in the air, you know, so many things that could happen, trades that could happen, deals that could happen, contracts, just so much. It's stressful. Yeah, but it is a lot of fun. That's Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. And yeah, the the trick, the stressful part about covering the NFL Combine is that you can't be five places at once. And there are things that are happening simultaneously and it, it can be difficult at times, and sometimes you get something, sometimes you miss something, and that's the way it works down here in Indianapolis. Again, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network joining us here on our debut episode of On the Clock, which is coming to an end now, but it was great. This has been fun. Thank you for those who called and all of your text messages as well. I wish I could have gotten to read some of those as well, you can keep following me on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports, if you would like. Thanks to Ian Rappaport, Rick Spielman for being on the show tonight. Also, Adam Stadzinski doing a great job, like he always does, as the executive producer of this show. And coming up next, it is my guy, Gabe Ramirez. He'll be on from 7 till 9. Hope you all have a great night on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 